0: Service your existing car with us right now
1: and it's worth £500 off your next car.
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 pound voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, 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 go.
3: Three days until the new season kicks off officially. Saturday, 12 noon. Livingston against Rangers. Then Sunday afternoon at 4.30, the defending champion Celtic unfurl the flag and then they take on Aberdeen. As you heard, Celtic legend Peter Grant is with me here in the studio. Scotland's top pundit, Mark Guedy, with me, Paul Cooney, for a new season of the two-hour daily Go Radio football show with Macklin Motors. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The line's on fire already. Meltdown at the uh, headquarters. <laughs> That's not quite true. No. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Mark was with us Monday night. Peter, great to be back. The hours, the full fat. The season's just about here. Fantastic. All excited, Paul. Ready to go. Great. You could have got dressed for the occasion. Oh, I've got <laughs> no. Rangers colours on there, He's in yeah. the blue and white. Exactly. We are going to ask Peter Grant. This could be shock. Who is going to win the title? But we'll hold it for a wee while. Could it be? And who is going to be relegated? So Mark, we'll ask you on Friday. And we're going to hear from you as well. There's lots of you on the socials. Who is the best signing of the close season? Many Rangers fans are saying Robbie Matondo. Uh, Celtic fans, well, we'll find out in the next few moments. Aberdeen fans have been on Dundee United fans saying Stephen Fletcher, for example. What do you reckon at the Go Football Show? And who is going to win the title? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Mark. Talking's just about over, we're nearly there. Most of the signings have happened, but not all of them yet. Celtic still, maybe, a couple of players to come in.
4: Yeah, five uh, five weeks, Paul, until the window closes, so a lot can happen. I wouldn't anticipate too many outgoings in terms of players that are you know proper uh, first team, but there's certainly there's a bit of excess fat um, at Rangers and Celtic, and that'll be trimmed over the coming weeks. We've already seen names that'll go. And to be fair to both clubs, they've been very active in the market. They've spent a lot of money, And I still think that there'll be a few million pounds more spent, Paul, particularly at Celtic. Peter, let's start off, as we
3: mean to continue, who do you think is going to win the title this year? Rangers were the defending champions this time last year. Everyone went for Rangers, and it seemed the right call. And then Celtic, Ange Postacoglu, the rest is history. Who's going to win it this year?
5: I'm going to surprise you and say Celtic. You know, (laughs) But I I think it's proven that they've got the best squad, I would say, at this moment in time. I still think they've got the as I say, maybe 20, 22 players I would call first-team players. I don't think Rangers have that. I think they've signed quality. I must admit, Rangers have been very impressed with the signings that they've done. Um, But I just think Celtic have a more all-round squad, a more rounded squad. I'd still like another defender. I know they get Maurice Jens last week. Um, I just think that's an important area for them. Centre-back, especially if Julian or that go, I think they'd need another central defender because it's a long season. It's an awkward season with the World Cup and whatever. But um, I definitely think they've got changes they can make. I always say judge the best teams with the bench and I think Celtic will have the best bench.
3: What do you think Rangers need then in the coming weeks as well? They've obviously, Aribo um, has gone. Uh, Calvin Bassey, big money has come in. They want to get to the Champions League. The first game is this coming Tuesday against Union SG. What do Rangers need then to get up back on top in the league?
5: I think they need another striker mm-hmm. because they're talking about Roof going if that that happens I don't think Rangers will allow that to happen unless they've got someone coming in I think Kolak as I say I've been impressed with the clips I've seen of him um, you know what I think of is. You know, I think I fit Morel as we said in the right place You know, he's got to do the right things and it's nice to see him talking about Rangers this time and not talking about leaving Looks uh, as the as was last right few to week, sign the the last that's yeah. interesting so the manager's obviously seen something in his pre-season to offer him that because let's be honest with you I know people can say well maybe nobody's been coming in for him I agree with that because I don't think he's been fit enough I don't think he's done enough um, and that's why I think they'd, they'd definitely need another striker if because he can't go about the season with one striker you
3: know if he's not going to be fit Mark Cholak good start for him Morellas, um, would they play together do you think?
4: It'd be unlikely Paul mm. um, very few now go with, the, go with a two because he um, is a number nine isn't um, he? Yeah, but, yeah. But, but Peter's right you need them Um and it looks as I well, say, I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have been so forthright with these comments in terms of expecting um, Morelos to play. Now, what Morelos needs to do, for obviously, to stay fit, he's well behind in pre-season. You, know, you can you can see that. Um, you can see shape with the pictures on the telly He's got a bit to go. Um, but once you know Rangers get a fully fit Alfredo Morelos, he is a top quality striker. I mean, he's proven in Europe. You think of some of the goals in the past two or three seasons under Steven Gerrard mm. and, and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Um, he knows his way around the SPFL and to give themselves the best possible chance of getting the title back from Celtic they need a fit Morelos they need him focused and that's why they want that new contract and as I said he thoroughly enjoys it under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. between him and Roy Mackay, they speak Spanish they've conversed they've put an arm around him they got the best out of him when he needed it because I think he was starting to lose his way again under Steven Jarratt was always became a bit yeah. disillusioned but he's refit he just needs to get fit again and then you've got Cholak then we've got other options and you know Kemar Roof's name keeps popping up with potential loan deals and when that happens Paul I tend to think that there's something in that you know he's he's a big big earner which must be one of the highest because he came yeah and listen he's a quality player again Mm. when he's fit but his attendance record isn't great as Peter knows Mm -hmm. as a manager you don't want to be carrying people that are that you're maybe only having them available for 30 or 40% of the games.
5: Well, listen, you'll always see, Kemar Roofdown in England's got a fantastic reputation and rightfully so when he was fully fit. When he was playing with Leeds, he was excellent. They he loved was him. very, very difficult to play against. You know, he made sure, not just the two centre-backs, but the full-back four. But he was always in that central area as well and brought the team up the, the field and all that. But if he's not on the pitch often enough, and that's what's a concern for him, you can't have Roof, you can't have Marella, he's not been fit. And then expecting the new signing just to come in and, take the full burden yeah. playing for Rangers Football Club that just doesn't happen that, well, that'll not win you the championships that's for sure
3: 08, 08 17 17 700 Peter Grant is here in a very fetching blue and white shirt you said it yourself yeah, um, Mark When yeah. he's here in a very neutral mauve <laughs> it's not mauve I don't know it's a, a Scotland blue blue, blue. blue. exactly <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, right see, here's Gary Hogg has been on at Go Football Show it says Rangers to win the league and he thinks the bottom club are going to be St Johnson talk about them in a moment or two here's Brendan 63 on saying Celtic to win the title and either Motherwell or St Johnson to be relegated Callum's been on Rangers to win the title here's one that surprises me he reckons Ross County to be relegated because they were uh, top six of course one of the real stars I, I think the they've done season. fantastically yeah. well
5: and I think they've done exceptionally well in pre-season as well I think Malky's brought in about 10 yeah. players off him correct you know? so he's freshened up he's lost a couple of players but I think he's done a remarkable job there you know, and I think Aberdeen have got stronger. You know, as I say, there's some of the clubs down there you concern yourself about because we know financially that they, financially you usually end up what you spend. If you're the, mm-hmm. the weakest spenders, nine times out of ten you end up near the bottom of the league. That's the way it happens. And the ones that spend the most, obviously, are looking to be champions.
3: Mark Ross
4: County. I'm not asking you just now. We'll ask you on Friday, but I don't see that. Do you? I, I don't see them. Listen, it's it's difficult to to go, you know, d- you know, and uh, replicate what you achieved yeah. in the first first season. But Malky as a quality manager quality coach he knows the market well. he uses it well He's contacts and getting these loan signings in uh, to, it took me a bit of time to get going last season I think we were in the studio many times on a Monday night myself and Barry with Paul you would look at some of the goals that Ross County were conceding and you're saying it's, it's nothing to do with Malky it's just <laughs> it was real horrible individual errors, uh, errors but they stamped that out and they managed to climb the table uh, and get in the top six but for me there's probably a, I think there's going to be a clear top five I like can a clear six mm-hmm. that are going to be. You could probably throw a blanket over them for most of the season, and the team that I'm just not sure about I'm going to be intrigued to see how it works out over the first four or five league games is Hibs.
3: Yeah, people, you just don't know, do you? We want to talk mainly here about how it's going to go for Celtic, for Rangers, but we're interested in all the clubs here in the West and throughout the country, and especially the big city ones. You know, Hibs, what's going to happen with them? What's going to happen with Aberdeen? Both of them were pretty awful last season, weren't they? Motherwell, what's going to happen with them? They got into Europe, but only just... Nobody got a really good run. Dundee United were in a bad run, and yet they got... But they're in Europe as well, and they've got the new manager. It's going to be fascinating, Peter, isn't it?
5: Yeah, but I think they've got a manager who knows the course you know and should never have been let go from Hibs Jack to be perfectly honest with yep. you and I think everybody has seen that apart from probably the, the owner mm. Um, he's done a remarkable job he's back there now they're in Europe and as you say he's made some very astute signs that Stephen Fletcher stays fit that could be a very very interesting one you know good experience round about a young group can he still do it do you think? I think he's a top top quality player fortunate enough I worked along with him at Scotland unfortunately he he wasn't able to play in a lot of the games but when he did play he brought something different to it there is absolutely no doubt of that the know how and he could help the other young boys round about him because he's got that quality you know. but yet again strikers are so important and if you've got them fully fit he can be a massive player for doing it and that can be the difference of being in the top six and the bottom six
3: (laughs) A few random questions coming in I'm going to ask you both in a moment or two to throw at you Um, Best season Best, uh, best signing of the close season um, Aaron is on Aaron B 07 saying Miofsky so Aberdeen's new striker scored at the weekend after what six minutes if I was at one and a half million uh, the Dons got him for 530,000 could it be Miofsky uh, Cholak someone is saying here as well um, where else are we Jota is on Mikey is saying that so there's lots of different ones and somebody here has said Slaney is the best so <laughs> <laughs> no, you can see, listen all these guys you mentioned it'll be interesting you
5: know like last week yeah. he does brilliant because people always say when you sign for a Celtic or a Rangers especially mm. then you have to go out and prove it you know can you handle that pressure we spoke about that many many times last week he got his goal that always makes you feel better in yourself Jota coming in the one I'm looking forward to he's not a new signing but he'll feel like a new signing if he stays fully fit it's David Turnbull you know I really think he's a goal scoring midfielder and I think that's very very important now that when a lot of teams play with one striker now you know when you've got somebody who can score goals from the middle of the pitch and if he stays fully fit I think he could be a massive
3: asset for Celtic and for Scotland Mark that would be I mean he started with real verve hasn't he you can see he yeah. looks good in pre-season when you, know. you think about it for him remember the transfer a few years ago it didn't happen yep. came back in made an impression got that bad injury came back in but in the meantime they had Hatati for example and others who were on fire for Celtic
4: Yeah I mean he scored a lovely goal against Norwich at the weekend uh, you know a nice yep. quick feet created a nice angle for himself and, and uh, uh, drilled it past uh, the goalkeeper. Can't if it was uh, Cruel or Gunny was in at that mm. point but um, yeah it was a good finish I think Dave, um, David Turnbull as Peter says it, it's all there it's all in his locker mm. but I think he's down the pecking order in terms of starting place so he's going to have to work really really hard and produce something special You know whether it's to you know replace O'Connor or whether it's to replace uh, Hitati or you know whoever else is going to come inside your 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 Abadas, your there's so many options you know in that front sort of five um, area for Celtic. But Tumble again, um, it's it's not just about the starting eleven; it's having a strong seven or eight players on the bench. Well, that's exactly that's exactly
5: what I'm saying because you're looking at Riley. You know you're saying is he going to be a starter? You know is Tumble going to be a starter? Well if the other boys are starting before them they must be very good players. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I'm saying about the bench, is that That's where I get the strength from, you know. And O'Reilly scores goals. You know, he's got a wonderful set play taker. Turnbull's the exact same. And they're fantastic thing, assets to have, you know, if you've got set play takers who have had good deliveries and whatever, and scoring goals from it. And that just that's where I think they've got the edge. You know, they'll be fighting to start burnt the starting eleven. But if they don't, there'll be big assets sitting on the side of the
3: pitch. that's for sure. So this weekend, the talking will be over. Livingston against Rangers at 12, then at 3, Hearts against Ross County. Kilmarnock, welcome back to the top tier against Dundee United. And St Johnson against Hibbs. And then Sunday, uh, the earlier kick-off is St Mirren against Motherwell. And then 4.30, just beforehand, Callum McGregor will unfurl the title flag And then Celtic Aberdeen at 4.30. It's going to be some weekend. We've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements and we're going to give you a chance to win every Friday £250 mark on this show by predicting the weekend Scottish Premier results. So we'll be asking you as well, and Barry. uh, Register online at thisisgo.co.uk now for your chance to join us predicting the scores this Friday. Everyone who comes on gets £100 immediately, and then 150 if you get them all correct. So register now at thisisgo.co.uk. I think we're going to say win lose or draw I think that's oh. the way we're going to do it i ah, check with good. that yeah James has given it the thumbs up do, do we this get 100 quid as well Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much if you think you're worth it Mark Yeah, I'm sure the management will discuss it, it with you double your <laughs> money,
4: <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I said
3: Paul who can you, what can you take away? well 200 pounds I can pay you to be still on Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors two questions we want to ask Peter Someday has been on I'll tell you who in a moment or two asking what was it like playing under the late great Tommy Burns and I was thinking of course you played alongside him and what was it like then when you became well he became your manager
5: well when I went into Celtic I think I've spoke about it before but when I went into Celtic about 15 years of age full time when you left school and Tommy and Danny were my heroes and I used to follow them about like a wee lap dog you know because you used to go to the gym and whatever or what you'd call a gym it was a frozen stand with a coat on and they'd be doing sit-ups and press-ups and sitting against the wall there was no uh, material stuff around about it so I used to follow him about and the way they went about their business I wanted to follow that. I knew Tommy was a big, big Celtic supporter and so he's a hero in mine obviously. And then we played together for a long time and then obviously Tommy left and I thought he shouldn't have left at the time as a player I said to you before. Yeah. We started playing left back in a couple of games and he could have played there standing on his head. Yeah, but he you know went to Kilmarnock mean? did but, but even yeah. at that time at Celtic he could have, Celtic first team player absolutely no doubt. Uh, so why Lam- did that happen? I think the managers just made his mind up they wanted to start changing things a little bit but Tommy went away and got the job obviously in the second division we'd come out and done exceptionally there but the strange thing was Lorraine and Rosemary spoke every single day to this, to this day they still still doing all that sort of stuff so that was for hours and hours you could never get through on the phone <laughs> but it was interesting when me and Tommy Tommy came back as manager because we used to go on holiday actually together uh-huh. but then when he came back as manager I hardly spoke to him Really, yeah. you know because I just had that respect for him and I felt a bit awkward to come the summer because the families always went on holiday and you were saying, I'm going to holiday with a manager here. This doesn't look particularly good, you know what I mean, sort of thing. So it was a wee bit awkward. And Tommy will tell you, I very rarely spoke to him then when he was a manager. That must have been really strange. It was because I had so much respect for him but I never, never wanted to cloud his judgement. He was a great supporter of mine. I must, I'll give him his due. He was a fantastic supporter of mine through difficult periods and obviously when we won the cup, he gave me that time to try and get fit and actually take the gamble and be playing in the cup final you know and I know other managers would probably have made the decision prior but he gave me right up to the and
4: I mean the last moment I'm sorry to interrupt you because n- 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 I know that I remember that injury and in, in covered the game 95 against Airdrie. Airdrie you were brilliant that day mm. It was unusual you, you, you were. <laughs> no, but when you think about how close you were to not being involved and it wasn't a great performance with Celtic but absolutely. it was all about no. just winning for the first time in what seven years oh, wasn't it? Oh absolutely Pierre's um, absolutely. cross and Pierre's uh, header but you were you were brilliant that day But the thing was you know I, I just
5: so desperate you know people see the end of the emotion with Tommy myself and Paul and whatever and that it was just relief because we'd been through it all you know and he was a fantastic man I know how much Celtic meant to him and he made the, the quote that I'll always think and he's right he said he loved playing for Celtic, but did he enjoy it. it? Was a different question, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. because of the intensity you had to work under, and because you supported the club as well. And you it home, with you, other guys maybe go home and have a beer or whatever, but he just could never do anything like that. We just uh-huh. sacrificed everything If it didn't play particularly well, and you'd even won, you still never won out. No, it was that meant that much to you, probably too much, too much, uh, you know, yeah, probably yeah, too much. You think
3: much. you cared too much, yeah,
5: all yeah, of you, yeah, yeah. it did because we'd be sat at night with each other talking we'd be sitting with our Celtics so on to midnight after no playing particularly well even winning but mm-hmm. well, that's how intense it was really? Paul. even when we won when we didn't think we played particularly well we'd be sitting there round the table just asking right what could we do better to make it better you know and listen the season we lost one game when we were outstanding I remember the Celtic supporters clapping us at the end of the game and I said to the players listen this is the first and probably the last time this will ever happen yeah. when you've not mm-hmm. won anything yeah you know, you're getting you to get make, make this never yeah. ever happen again. But I could understand why. We lost one game that season but it was an exciting team to watch. 95-96. Yeah.
3: I'm, Na- yep, yeah. I'm going to give you some big breaking news in a moment or two but Peter, do you think that was a blessing or a curse that you all cared so much? And what would you say to players now? Do you say, I want a bit of, you know, they come and go. There's lots of great players who come from wherever but do they have enough investment in the club emotionally? I think it's
5: completely days? different. Now, we yeah. were brought up, you've got to understand, both my grandparents ran Celtic supporters buses. You know, um, so I was brought up, and that was it. I knew what everybody's pain was. You know, at that particular time, it was painful for us as players. So I know how painful it was for the supporters at that particular time. But people ask me whether I change anything, and the answer is no. no. Yes. I, I, the suffering I went through wasn't great. I'd have loved to have been in a very successful Celtic side, but it wasn't to be. But I had my moment there, and as I say, if I'd done it once, brilliant. And I was lucky enough to date with the guys Paul McStay Tommy Burns, people like that, Danny McGrain, heroes of mine. And I was fortunate enough to pull on the jersey with them. So there's nothing I would complain about. I'd have loved everyone to be perfect and won more trophies for sure, you know, but I'd have never changed it for what, what I got with these guys and
3: as friends more than even teammates. Peter Grant up after the break, along with Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney, and breaking news next.
2: The goal- Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland.
3: Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show with Maclin Motors. Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, Peter Grant and breaking news is that Aston Villa have just announced, have confirmed that the head coach, Stephen Gerrard, has named John McGinn as the new captain of the West Midlands, the Birmingham Club So John McGinn, Scotland star, is the new captain of Aston Villa. That breaking news. Mark Guidi, your reaction?
4: Yeah, fantastic for John McGinn, and and well deserved. You know he's been there, uh, what four or five years mm-hmm. now. You know Steve Bruce had him, then yeah. then Dean Smith and and Stephen Gerrard uh, to go in and uh, you know I know from very early on Stephen Gerrard to join in and um, told him exactly what he wanted um, from him, wanted to to get more out of John thought he was capable of more he's been a great uh, guide to it as well obviously as is Gary McAllister and uh, thoroughly deserved he's probably the most popular after Jack Grealish's departure the most popular player at the club in terms of the Aston Villa fans and it puts any speculation uh, to bed. them about him too so great to see a Scotsman um, captain in a, a top English Premier League side,
3: and Peter has been on that journey with them when they were down in the Championship, along with Jack Grealish, and they helped to bring them up, and and they love him at Villa Park.
5: Absolutely, and it's Scottish tradition down there with your Alan Evans, your yeah. Des Bremners, and all these guys, Andy and, Gray, and Andy Gray, and then John falling and being captain of a fantastic club. I was fortunate enough to be there for the year. They probably didn't think that, but <laughs> a, thoroughly, <laughs> a thoroughly fantastic club, you know, iconic club in that respect and sometimes they live in that unfortunately, but John's been in there, it's a special place to play, a great stadium, but I said he's earned that, these performances, because they've been consistent throughout the time he's been there and probably John, I was fortunate enough to work with John for the period of time at Scotland, he trains every day the same way as he plays.
3: What does it mean for Tyrone Mings? Mind you, as a Scottish radio station, that's not our concern. But no. uh,
4: yeah, I, I think you know probably some of like this has been on the been on the yeah. cards. And, but Stephen Gerrard's given you know proper time to reflect. Even been away in, in Australia there for a length of time in pre-season, he's probably assessed everything. But he's decided in John McGinn, and uh, well deserved delighted for him.
3: Should we take some calls? Are we ready? Yep. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. First of all, let's go to uh, Bell's Hill, and Sean is on the line. Hi, Sean.
6: Hi guys, how are you uh, doing? Hi Sean. Sean, how are you? Have you had a good summer? It's been good, quiet, it's been uh, quiet, I'm missing the football patient. <laughs> <wait for laughs>
3: You're having a good pre-season. <laughs> well, your team has six games undefeated.
6: Six games undefeated, a bit complacent at the back, I wish we didn't concede as many goals as we've done, but mm. that's been overall, up mid- mid- the front we've been brilliant, so yeah. can't really complain. Mm. So first up,
3: what's your first thought then for us Sean, what do you want to say to Peter and to Mark?
6: Um, I've not really got any really overly what, any questions. I'm just right. wondering what everybody's oh. kind of yeah. predictions are for this season coming. What is what's is everybody thinking? Who's going to sure. be crowned champions and mm. who's done really the kind of best business?
3: Yeah. Well, what do you think? For example, let's say, who have you liked? What about Bernabe? It's too early to say, probably, but that's going to be yeah. some tussle with him and Greg Taylor because Greg Taylor's not done a, a lot wrong, has he?
6: Exactly the same as Ralston He's come on to a yep. game Leaps and bounds I think he's the, the back end of the season I thought he was brogging
2: Peter. Taylor, I'll, I'll yep. be
6: more than happy With the two of them um, Can I swap them and change And I'll be more than happy Whoever plays
5: mm. so. I, I've been impressed with him But I always Scratch my head But when I look at Doig was allowed to go To Italy I thought he'd have been An ideal Celtic player I really do I've seen him as a youngster Out and loan. And I've followed him closely. And I think he's got better and better. There are things he's got to work in his game. I think Greg's done tremendously well. Um, but I think it would have been great for me to see another Scotsman in there, especially with the money that was paid in Italy. I don't think it was that massive. It's sort of money that Celtic could have afforded for that position. And I think Jotish has uh, proven in the league. And I think he's only going to get better. I think he did improved under the manager. Um, but Bernabe coming look for Argentina, you're always concerned for guys coming in and how they settle but as I say, I was fortunate enough to work with some Argentinian boys and they were magnificent, you know, magnificent trainers, Work really, really hard at their game. They've got that competitive edge that the Glaswegians and Celtic supporters love. They've all got that. And as I say, hopefully it a fantastic success.
3: Sean and Mark, I want to ask you both, you talked about the defence there right at the start, that worried you losing uh, goals. What about Christopher Julian? Is there any hope for him playing? I mean, he yeah. played for a time, yep. I know, against Norwich, but he is a, he's a class player.
4: I, 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 I've got a feeling Julian's going to stay, Paul. I've got a feeling he's going to stay, um, because I think probably you know the manager having a good look at him. Um, if you remember him, you know before he got his injury, he was an asset to Celtic. You know, got a couple of good goals as well. Very dangerous at set pieces, comfortable in the ball. The way I'd say he's more comfortable in the ball and more and better at distribution than what Starfield is. And the manager insists on a passing game. Um, so I think Carter Vickers and Julian, uh, I think. I can see them being given an opportunity to form a partnership whether it works or not we'll wait and see um, because it was interesting that Stephen Welsh has now emerged as a target so perhaps it was Julian that was going before so maybe now it's not albeit you know, Julian will be on a more significant wage than what Stephen Welsh is but money shouldn't be a problem for it it Celtic it shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem rich. and it won't come in You know, if the manager wants him you know, it doesn't matter what you're in if you, the manager wants you to stay in um, play so yeah I've got a feeling it could be there and Bernabéi as, as uh, Peter mentioned and Sean's uh, mentioned I had his name written down there for, for guys that I'm going to be interested in and see you know, how they do in Scottish football uh, tilman as well mm-hmm. coming along from Bayern Munich to Rangers real interesting yeah. to see first of all A, does he get into the team mm-hmm. A, really strong area of, of what Rangers have got but I think both uh, both teams and most of the clubs actually in the Premiership have been really active and, and uh, signed very well I'll come back to you about
3: Tillman later back to you Sean I'm going to ask Peter what do uh, you think then yeah, about that pairing
4: yeah.
6: I think we back to that I think this yep. is the ship's sail for Chris Julian do you I think, he's, I think he doesn't look interested when he's come on at pre-season it just looks as if he's he's just there to make up the numbers I think he's only really there now because helps injured the fact that they've signed big at uh, uh, Jens I yeah. think he's like, he's he's more like a Julian player. the Julian of Old that we had two two years ago. I think I think he's gonna be there. And I'm more than happy to, to keep Stephen Welsh. I think I think there's still a, a player there. I don't I think he kinda of, sometimes he, his confidence can be up and down, but he's a solid rough player for the league. But I think Jens is more there for, for when we play in Europe.
5: No, yeah. I I tend to agree with the Julian scenario. I think it goes deeper than the football side. I really do. I think it looks as if you know, the, the player's made his mind up that he wants to leave and sometimes there's no going back now you have to perform, you have to train you have to train well but I think yeah. I, I think his injuries maybe held him up I'm not sure if that's why I know people say money obviously, but maybe people have looked at obviously getting medicals and whatever when you go abroad and he'll be very, very disappointed that that never went through that deal for him himself, he he'll be disappointed he's no option to play You know, under the manager, that that's for sure if the manager needs him at this moment in time, it probably is getting more game time because of the fact that Starfelt's not available and Jens has just come in. So I agree. I think he's this I
6: quite uh, off the bridge bill as well. Abso- I think abso- I get, abso- abso-
5: sure. Absolutely, Sean. Absolutely, Sean. I think he's made his mind up, that's what he wants he wants to go. So but for me, while well, he's there and if he's as long as he's training well, that's what you've got to do. But I think in the ideal world, Celtic would like to get rid of him in this window.
3: Mark, would you care to come back on that because 'Cause I've been saying, Oh, maybe he'll stay. Yeah, look, but both- you can hear Sean thinks well, it's well, over. Was he not?
4: Look, yeah. I, I think you can see both both sides of it you know in terms of a Stephen Welsh So I don't think that Stephen Welsh is a bad player so I'm just thinking he's he's down the peck now that it might do him good to go out and get a year away it might not I think the Julian what happens with Julian is key to what happens to to Stephen Welsh um, but you know Julian's there he's, he's got something to offer as a quality player yeah I've also heard the you know uh, concerns raised uh, shall we say behind the scenes about his attitude and and, and his desire um, sometimes but you know maybe it was just in a, a place it could be lonely coming back from injury yeah. and you're just you know you're, you're not in your own country and maybe so maybe now that he's been back in the group at pre-season and, he, and he's ready to go you might just mm. see because there's a player there you sure. know there's a player there so you know I wouldn't rule him out but um, you know also I, I get the fact that it, that it might be time um, for him to go as well Yeah it must have been tough over the Covid time Well exactly that that's Isn't what it? I was going to say yeah.
5: Covid's real difficult mm. and I think people forget as much as that, you know, when you're on your own and these guys, maybe not a family over here, so maybe stuck in a flat on their own, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to mix with anyone. So we'll understand all these things, but I think we're getting to that stage now. They've been back training together for a long time now. I think the manager's made his mind up. He's probably sat down with Julian. What's your thoughts? I'll give you as good a go as you want, mm-hmm. but you've got to buy into it. And if you're not willing to do it, would you prefer to go? If you prefer to go, right, let's try and work it. Train as hard as you can. And let's try and get that move done for you. And I think that's the way maybe just looked at it.
3: But to Glenn- they're four up at the moment on Linfield who are down to 10 minutes the qualifiers at the moment a name that uh, that'll give you a shiver from last season because I was about to ask you Sean what do you think I see Chris (laughs) Sutton in the papers this morning Um, a man who had great success at Celtic would be one of your favourites I would imagine did well in Europe as well Uh, along with Henrik Larsson who said something about um, his toughest opponent I'll come back to that in a minute what do you think about this season now Chris Sutton thinks that they will adapt and they'll do well in the Champions League what do you
4: feel
6: I certainly don't think we'll adapt, no. I thought last season we were conceding two or three goals a game through every every stage. We've Obviously, we've knocked out three different competitions, so I think it's going to be a massive wake-up call. I'm just hoping Champions League nights at Celtic Park, I always aim for trying to get three wins or try and get two wins and see if you can maybe sneak something away from home one game, but I can't. I can't really see it. I think we're just we need to be realistic I think we're just going to be there to kind of make up the numbers and we'll probably all finish probably bottom of the group but I think third probably is, a, is obviously the priority in time we begin to Europa League Realistic League.
3: or a bit yeah.
5: pessimistic? No, I think I can see what Sean's come from I've said uh, many times on the show that since the season well, the pre-season started I think we give up too many chances even go back to Ather's game last week there was about four or five chances in that mm-hmm. you know, so I'm I'm a, a little bit concerned about Bodo going. that was one of the reasons for me because home and away we didn't learn you know, and I know Celtic were always one of these teams. I mean I played in the game that was five four. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you Who was that <laughs> against Partizan? The, the you know, scores, yeah. I, I off, team I, yeah. I, after the game I didn't know whether it was through or whatever. Just the <laughs> silence in the stadium. I didn't know. You know, we were rushing to take a throw and in the <laughs> last kick and they scored for it. <laughs> we were on the radio trying to keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying. So that was a Celtic way, but yeah. I agree. I think the the first home game is so important. Because if you go off to a good start in the Champions League, that's massive. If you don't get that good start, you're playing catch-up and you have to come out. And I think we have to be better defensively. I think the team's been excellent. You know, and I know the manager's one of these guys that want to go and attack, and the best form of defence is attack at times. But these teams are so clinical and so quick now in the front line. You know, they know how to hurt And Bodo done that. So I'm hoping the manager and that's learnt from that. You know, and that's why I still think that maybe the, will he adjust his system? I don't think he will. I think sometimes in Europe we could go and play with three central defenders and maybe that's why he's overloading with central defenders they're thinking well we can fill the gap still play with the full backs coming in but maybe go with an extra defender you know he may do that he's never done that so far but that's tactically something that I think Van Bronckhorst has done very done well. well you know especially in Europe not actually playing the full game that way but being able to slip someone back in and drop them back in depending they play on what the, 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 the score is absolutely and I think Celtic maybe need to do that because it's proven it's not been good enough mm-hmm, right. and over the years whatever well, team you have because we've always went I used to play in a team that played with two wingers out in the touchline in Europe you know we had two number nines so uh, I know how difficult it was we hardly won a game away from home and hardly get beat at home, at home.
3: it was a fortress <laughs> wasn't it it, at home? Yeah. it was funny let's check with Scotland's top pundit James, can we get them on the letter marks here? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what do you think? Can they, Are they, it doesn't matter whether they adapt well, or what, can I, they do, can they come third, for example?
4: I, I you know, I mean, uh, two parts to, for me. First of all, if you think back to when Celtic started, you know, progressing after Christmas under Martin O'Neill, looking back over 20 years, and then Gordon Strachan kicked it on as well and getting into the last 16, it was about what they, they managed to do at Parkhead, you know, beating Man United at Parkhead, you know, beating you at d- different things, so then, and you try and nick a point, away from home that gives you a, a fighting chance remember under Martin O'Neill Celtic get 9 points did they get mm. through some teams have got through in the last 16 with 7 points was that the UV year yeah it was yeah, four, four, such yeah. a magnificent goal that night yeah. Louis Merafczyk was on fire um, so you, you, you think that. so first and foremost Celtic need to get back to making Park care their photos how do they do that I don't know but if you're going to I think I wouldn't agree with Sean in terms of the campaigns are write off depending on the draw mm. then I think finishing second would be a major bonus but certainly finishing third and staying in Europe has got to be achievable but that's got to be the aim the minimum aim and to do that you need to do well at home the second part is I think Ange Postacoglu kind of feels that the way that he plays is the way they play every week it's the way they train every day regardless of opposition home or away domestic or in Europe and I think he thinks if you make drastic changes why? because you're maybe only getting two sessions to work on it mm-hmm. so why not just try and be as good as you can be in the system that they play and work on every day that said it was always a bugbear of mine under Brendan Rodgers who was, was the same and got a couple of batterings PSG in Barcelona I remember and I don't remember. know what Peter thinks about it now but just sometimes with, with Brendan and it'll be the same with Posta Coglu's team see every now and again there is no harm in Rose Edding it and just getting your shape yeah, back absolutely. and just taking yeah. a breath and sometimes I think under Brendan Rodgers Celtic. Team, there wasn't enough desire at defending. I thought I was just a wee bit lax, a wee bit, you know, I wanted to see more aggression yeah. in their defending and just sometimes leather the ball, just leather it rather than taking mm-hmm. a gamble. But I know that they're, they're instructed not to do yeah. that and I get it, but it really annoys me when you see teams, whether it's Celtic or any other team, conceding goals by messing about at yeah. the back. Get it in Rose Ed, Peter? Well, that's why I'm saying. You did people, that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I was
5: <I, I'll laughs> trying to find my own
4: teammate. But <laughs> look, the,
5: the biggest thing for me is. People, I mean, you mentioned a three at the back, people think that's defensive. But if you play, Celtic are playing with two at the back at this moment in time. The goalkeepers straight up to be the third player at this moment in time. And you've got to be very, very good to do that. It's okay, Manchester City at this moment in time, no disrespect, they're on a different level. And they've been caught out with it. They've not won the Champions League. So it's all right saying they've spent the most money, but they've not won the Champions League because they lose goals to teams who are like and Papi playing against you, whatever great pace, and you'll find that in the Champions League, most of the teams have got that nowadays, so they can hurt you. Celtic's imbalances; they've not got a left-sided centre back. They don't have a natural left footer on the left-hand side of the pitch. So sometimes you can still go forward, but
3: having the three at the back, especially away from home, I think can give you a wee bit better balance. Sean, what worries you about Rangers for this season? Because they've you know bought a few players and maybe more to come.
6: Yep, yeah, no, they're signing, they're signing, it seems like every day I'm going on to Sky Sports News and they're signing mm. somebody else, but no, I think as the manager says, we'll run our own race and yeah. I, I know they're signing left, right and centre, but sometimes that's not a good thing, it's not really a settled squad, so it was compared to us, but no, I think it'll be end to end, I think, easily, it could go right down to the last game or two of the season, this season I think it's it's really hard to call.
3: And it just will depends you...
6: how, how good well, how sure. how good both teams start because you've seen how dreadful Celtic started last season. What wasn't the first three out of six, so yep. it made a good oh, start. Sure. And I think the, the the playing in the Champions League Wednesday Wednesday, Saturday or Tuesday, Saturday, I think that's gonna be a, a yep. hindrance or an advantage. I don't really know with that one, it could be we'll wait and see. You've got your season ticket anyway, <laughs> yep. Yes, yes, yes.
3: You'll be there, Sean. faithful through and through, you know that, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) James, we've got a Rangers call
5: next, (laughs) (laughs) we've got to do the balance.
3: (laughs) Cheers, Sean.
6: (laughs) Bye. Bye, Bye, Sean.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go,
3: go, 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 go! Peter Grant... Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, we are right ready for the new season. I thought I better thought, are you ready for the new season, Peter? I absolutely, can't wait, Paul. You certainly are. He's in his blue and white shirt tonight. I won't mention that again. And loads of calls coming in, loads of people on the socials as well. Who do they think is going to win uh, the title? Who is going to go down this season? That's not one you ever like to countenance Peter who is going to be relegated because everyone goes in with such hope you know um, the other night I went to Fir Park 7,000 people there for the game against Sligo Rovers the pitch looking brilliant it's the new hybrid pitch but then there's no guarantee you're going to win a game and you said it the night before Mallow had to look out and they lost 1-0 yeah
5: well I think that's the way I was watching Airdrie against St Mirren last week Airdrie played really really well I know St Mirren got a man sent off but it looked difficult for them, you know, in the particular game. And I, you know, I'm a big advocate. The first league game should be the first game of the season because the pressure comes with that. The St Mirren fans weren't happy, you know, and they let the players know that. Um, and Steve, he was very honest and open after it. You know, he wasn't happy the way things went. So I know teams are trying to get paired. As Mark says there's five weeks to go to get people in, but it's not always easy because they say, financially, it's not, It's not. the manager will know who he would like in but it's not always possible to get these guys. I think some of the clubs have got stronger, obviously. Aberdeen, you've got to, they've got to make a big step up. Yeah. You know, Hearts have done good business again with Shanklin coming back and the manager knows and probably he can play in a two now because of the way Robbie's system, we're talking about systems because they play three at the back, he can afford to play with two strikers. You know, so that suits Lawrence as well. So that can be important for them after a good season they had last year. So you're looking at that and that may be the interesting thing throughout the season because mm-hmm. they may be able to take points off Celtic or the Rangers. Because they're getting a little bit stronger. And I didn't think they were capable of that last year as often. I know Hearts did a
3: couple of times, but I didn't think
5: Aberdeen were anywhere near
3: that. So you're telling us you think it's going to be Celtic first, Rangers second, I take it, and Hearts third? Uh, Aberdeen and Hearts. I, right, okay.
5: I think Aberdeen under. I mean, knows the league well and he's, I think he's made good business You know they've got a, a lot of money in but I think they've made good business with it they've spent it wisely as I have. think Rangers have I think Rangers have spent really wise and we spoke about that people say no they're not making many signs we'll say well, they'll wait till people are going out and other ones will be coming in um, and I'm sure look at the quality they've brought in it looks a younger fresher group and I think that that'll be another challenge as well but the difference could be as the games against the Hearts, the Aberdeen's, and that who are looking to be that little bit
3: stronger? Jim's been on the socials from Guruk at Go Football Show, St. Peter. He loves hearing about your life playing alongside and then playing under the late great Tommy Burns. It's uh, it's brilliant to hear those stories about him. Mark, someone's been on asking, um, what was your biggest ever scoop in journalism? You've had a, a great career in the written press, mainly the Sunday uh, Mail, of course, mm. chief football writer, um, <laughs> president of the Football Writers Association. But what was your biggest story? A, it, would, it would probably be
4: um, uh, uncovered the, uh, the Doogie 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 oh, the Doogie mcdonald the referee right. uh, yeah. it was a cover up and uh, you know, I and the, the officials um, covered up to lie about a penalty incident against Celtic with Neil Lennon and subsequently I got the story and the interview from Stephen Craven the linesman about it who then uh, had resigned and Doogie MacDonald um, resigned as a referee uh, a few days later and subsequently the Roll on from that, Paul. Uh, was I uncovered another story about referees, and uh, that resulted in the, the, the strike, um, as well when of they course. went out and strike yeah. that season. So, I, I think that was maybe around about 2011, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, 2012, yeah, 2012 yeah, the, 10 years like ago. The, the yeah. sports, uh, mm-hmm. sports news story of the year, the doogie 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 gate was, yeah. was, yeah. But at
3: first, people say, No, of course not, there was nothing going on here, mm-hmm. was there? It was the same with the SFA with yeah. the stuff um, with Celtic as well many years ago that um, with the transfer of one of the three amigos and uh, they were late in lodging it and Fergus McCann complained about it. It cost Jim job. Yeah, it did, yeah. Um, but you must have been proud to get that one and hopefully this season uh, you'll have some more great stories here on Go yeah, Radio. Yeah, yep, we'll be doing it. Uh, and that was Gaz Boy who was asking, Bohoy was asking, both questions. He asked you, Peter, about uh, working alongside and under Tommy Burns Then it was fascinating. That must have been one of your best friends and then you couldn't really chat away because he was the gaffer. Did you call him gaffer?
5: Yeah, oh, yep. absolutely. Yep. From day one. You know, for day one and Tommy, listen, as you talk about the, the George and all that, come over yep. Tommy just to phone us and say, listen, would you go and see X, Y, Z in the hotel and... Make me go up and do it. Yeah, he said they don't speak any English, and I said, Neither do I. So <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. But I'd go up to the hotels and sit with the guys he said, You need to talk to him about Celtic and whatever. And it was fantastic. And I had the utmost respect as a, as a person, never mind a manager and a teammate. He was just a fantastic guy who I loved to bits and miss him to this day. And as I say, he's just a special, special human being.
3: And of course, uh, Walter had such high regard for him as well that. That relationship between Walter Smith and Tommy Burns was really special and was a great message to people. Yeah, it was. Even wins, draws, losses, mm. the respect was
5: always there. And that's the one thing I always said about that time, that particular time. There was no singing and dancing in front of anyone. It was a shake of the hands mm. in the door. Celebrate behind door, closed doors. That was great. Fine, got on with it. But the utmost respect for each other Walter was a fantastic man, I told you the story about testimonial year, they threw back in from Monaco and they bought about 14, 15 players plus him and Archie and that came to the testimonial dinner straight from the airport. That was the utmost respect that I had for them, but that was the type of guys, and I think in that particular time, you speak a bit earlier on, how is it different now, a lot of the guys were Rangers supporters and a lot of the guys were Celtic supporters, so we were brought up, but we knew and we had that respect for each other, you know, maybe didn't look that way on the football pitch, but we always had that respect
3: for each other. And Mark, I, I tuned in to a wee bit of On The Ball on s- Saturday or Sunday and I heard Tam Cown talking about Andy Gorham just th- those few weeks ago when yeah, it was the, the, the fundraiser. I heard as well. And he did mention in it, he said well, they asked for a message from Andy and Andy was going to give a message from um, the hospice, St Andrew's Hospice. And then he got a message, in, a, a message saying, no, it's not going to be a message. He's on his way down because when he heard that you were there and Frank McAvenny, along with the great Rangers uh, players and colleagues and fans he came along and he was partly inspired by the fact that he thought well yeah. if McIverney and Grant can turn up I'm going, to, I'm going the... to turn up
4: Yeah and it was great just to, and, it, and it just shows you that it j- can just give you that extra wee percentage and bit yeah. of determination and listen he, he's gone now he, he's passed but I tell you what what a great lift and a great mm. feeling in these fi- final few because I think it was away eight days later yeah. um, to, to be able to, to do that and just on Peter's point and in general about the way it was under Walter and Tommy when, when they managed Rangers and Celtic and the respect that they had. Listen, they, they were fierce. We could see it from the media, I and mean, then they wanted yeah. to win. Absolutely, no doubt. That's the way it should be. But then there was a respect, particularly for the, the, the losing minds. There was no gloating. There was happiness and, and joy, but there was a respect. And I think this is the best we've had since then yeah. in terms of Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Yeah. And it's so important for the people at the top of the tree. Um, and the dugouts to be that way I think it, there's a, there could be improvements in, in the boardroom in terms of that with both clubs the way, the way they go on it would be great to try and see them getting back together in some kind of way and, and, and push forward I think there's, there's a distance there that needs to come back but certainly in the technical areas a tremendous uh, respect and it's great to see and that's not healthy because you know all problems come from the top
3: of any organisation The problems are with the very top. And if that permeates in the boardrooms and down, that there's not a good relationship between those two. Phenomenal clubs. We're the Glasgow radio station. They should be cooperating with each other. And you saw the way that Tommy and Walter was. And others, you see it with Giovanni and Ange. This is what it should be. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the case. For 90 minutes,
5: Paul, I never want to lose that. You know, You never want to lose that determination to beat Rangers or... Rangers, I'm sure, are the same with Celtic. You never, ever want to lose that competitive edge, you know. Um, but you've got to be respected along with it, you know. As I say, for us, it was easy because on that pitch, we they killed each other, you know. That's the way it was. That was the competitive edge. We never went out with drinks with each other, but we always had that respect that you would try not to celebrate as much in front of each other as I said before. But I think that came Felix, like, see, Tommy and Walter. But you get back even prior to that, Big Billy and Jock Wallace... You know, fantastic respect for each other, fierce, fierce competitors, you know, Davey, you know, was the same with Graham, you know, really, really competitive, but they would unbelievable respect for each other, you know, and I think that's important, you know, you've got to remember what you're representing as their clubs, you know, you've got to remember what you're representing and that's the big thing I think in the last year, the two managers, one lose or draw, have been hurting, but they've accepted it and got on with it and, Make sure
3: it doesn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst in the next hour. In the first hour, the headline from down south, but Scotland's own John McGinn is the new captain of Aston Villa. The news is coming next, and then we're back, Paul, Mark, and Peter.
0: Service your existing car with us right now,
1: and it's worth £500 off your next car.
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September, excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 pound voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go!
3: And we're going to speak to Daniel, a Rangers fan, in a moment or two. First of all, let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Speaking to Sky Sports Scotland about the League Challenge, he
7: wants that title back. Well, I think we have to have the consistency uh, to uh, to win every game. Of course, the old firm games are, as as of last year, very close. And uh, but you know, of course, we we want to be champions next year, and that's uh, as I said, we uh, we have to win every game. You know, every week, and that's uh, that's our aim. We have to work hard for that because of all the European games and cup games in between, but. Uh, we cannot lose, uh, lose too many points as we did last year.
3: Daniel and Wishaw, that's your manager. You can't lose many points. Are you going to do it? Are you going to win back the title?
7: I hope so. Um,
8: obviously, um, last season was quite obviously, I think we put more uh, into the European campaign last season um, than what we did, the league campaign, to be perfectly honest. Um, unfortunately, let's just say it was it was brilliant to get to a, a, a final again. Um,
3: yep. Great to hear you on Daniel I want to welcome uh,
5: you to but the but programme I, th- yeah. I think Daniel's right I'd like to ask Daniel what he thinks of the manager because that's the guy that's impressed me most yeah. I think I think the manager's been excellent I think he's been astute in his signings you know my only concern for Rangers maybe Daniel will tell me differently is the striking position for them because I think the balance of their team looks better now with Davis and that coming in um, and you think the natural left footer the fullback I can't say his name the fullback has come in from uh, Turkey.
2: You You
5: You know, so you're looking at Yeomans. them and you think there's a fantastic balance there. And I, but as I say, I've been really, I think the manager's been really astute on the, the football pitch. He's got the best out of uh, John Lund, Lund? Lundstrom. 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 He's got the best out of him. You know, he's been magnificent for them. You know, and I think he'll be excited about the new season coming in. And I, I think they should be, Rangers should be cock a hoot by the way that the manager that they have now because I think they've, they've definitely improved. I
3: think. During this, this period, I do. so you're changing your mind, Peter Grant. You now think Rangers are going to win the league? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Mark Weddy, <laughs> <Gordie. laughs>
4: Daniel. No, it's a great point about Giovanni. You know, I, I think, you know, even probably up until Scottish Cup final day, there were still a number of Rangers fans that weren't sure. You know, and it, and it, and it, 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 it kind of got a, a hard time, if you like, after the 3 0 defeat at Celtic Park at the start of February when Rangers were just blown away and people thought, no, don't think Giovanni quite gets it, you know, etc. etc. But well, again, as Peter mentioned earlier in the show, one of the things that really impressed me about him, uh, and I thought he was a great appointment from the start, no doubts about him at all, you look at what he's achieved, he knows, well, the, right. stuff, he knows the game, and he knows Rangers, and he knows Scottish football, um, was well, his, his, his willingness to adapt, but adapt successfully, it might only be for 20 minutes, but he was willing to adapt and that helped him go, get through certain situations, particularly Borussia Dortmund at home and it was only a wee bit tricky mm-hmm. at some stage and, and they managed to, to pull it out. You know, when he inherited, let's you know talk about Coaches improving players is what is key to also being a Celtic and a Rangers manager in the in the, the modern day business model. Um, what was Calvin Basseyworth in November? When Giovanni Bro- Van Bronkers yeah, took sure. off. You'd probably getting for a million quid, twenty million pounds. Yeah. Seven months later, the club have pulled in twenty million pounds. That's big part down to the the manager uh, and his quote, co- and obviously the player. But that's a big part down to the manager. So yeah, right away. He's come in and made a player a £20 million asset. Um, when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst took over, nobody, absolutely nobody, would have batted an eyelid if the club decided to part company with John Lundström. Mm-hmm. Look at John, John right. Lundström now. He
3: struggled for five so you look five at that, so
4: it's, yes, you've got to be successful. You've yep. got to win games. Rangers have got to beat Celtic, get the title back. And you've got to marry that with improving your players and turning them into assets and he's managed to do that, as Ange Postecoglou has done, mm-hmm. managed to do across the, the 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 city as well. If you said
5: one thing you were talking about earlier on there, you were talking about being able to coach your team in, in certain systems, I think that's what Gio done very well. He was able to go to a three in particular games, predominantly played 4-3-3, three, three, you know, but he drop into a back three at times. And I think that's very, very good coaching with the little time you have because predominantly you're playing Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever yep. it is, but he still managed to do that in a difficult period. I still go back to the one game, it was Aberdeen last year um, when he tamed Morellas off and he put Roof on yep. and the fans weren't happy for a yeah. right, Daniel, Ibrox, if you remember that, to right. And he, he went on and scored the winner. And for me, that showed character and the manager, he knew at that moment Men, he knew the criticism. He'd maybe come in for the fans, taking a striker off when you need a goal, you know. And that shows a mental strength as a manager, which you have to have been the manager of Celtic or Rangers. There's no doubt in
3: my mind that. I think he's proven that. Daniel, can we throw a few names at you? What do you think of Tom Lawrence so far?
8: Um, Tom Lawrence, I, um I think what, what the guys have just said here. We obviously with Geo's coaching. Um, I think just look at John Lindstrom for when when he came for Sheffield. Um, I was one of the guys when. John Lindstrom came through the door and thinking going, Uh oh, right, we've bought another dud. But I mean, what a player he's became in Europe. He's uh I thought he he played absolutely magnificently. He had he could easily slot into a back three. Um so I think with Lawrence, I Lawrence he's technically good. Um he can use both feet, um, for what we've seen at the moment. He seems to be um Luke, you know, he's, he's going to relish the challenge up here, hopefully
3: And how about Rabi Matondo hope Fast becoming one of the favourites
8: that, that boy, for fast. me <laughs> hmm. uh, that's, lightning, that's lightning on the park um, And I think, obviously I was having a conversation with quite a few folk I think, for like, say, somebody such as a Greg Taylor Or a, a Burnaby I think he could cause a good few teams A lot of problems So I think if you left... A couple of defenders will be worrying <laughs> just exactly yeah. how how quick he is. Because um, we've seen him with Spurs, with yeah. Kulaveski, he caused him a bit of problems mm-hmm. um, at the weekend there. So, he is quick. He's he's good. Um, and it, it mixes it up. Because, I mean, I think that's what we were missing sure. last season. We and
3: know, who's he going to be supplying? Do you think it is going to be Morelos? That he'll be the number I one? So. Yep.
8: I hope so. But, as I said... Alfie needs to realise that he's going to have some competition um, up there. Mm. I mean, up front, I think that's where we were lacking last season. Because um, obviously, the roof getting injured, Morelos getting injured. Mm. And I think we're having to push Aribo up to go for a final. We were, we were badly needing a striker for mm. that European final, to be perfectly honest. Sure. Um, Are
3: you liking the look of Trolak?
8: So he's he's good. I, I like I like the look of him. I really do like the look of him. Um the one thing for me is this season Bassey is going to be an absolute mess. Um and it makes you wonder who's with the back line, who who fits. Is it going to be Katic? Does he come back and reg- regain his place? John Suter, Connor Golson. Um will be interesting to see. But um, one player I'm looking forward to see this season, whether he, he hits it or not is Borna I'm dying to see whether he Which is going to become yeah. well,
3: whether
8: he's going to become the player that he once was that's I thought right last season presumably the all-firm the game at Celtic Park he just looked, at, he looked a deer in the headlights to me
3: he didn't really recover from
4: that did he Mark he, he didn't,
8: he, didn't, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. No. he really didn't he and it was, <laughs>
3: that's the thing
4: and like, we thought he'd said cheerio over a year ago I, I, put, I, I would imagine look, we know it's a squad game you need 20 outfield players 22 but um you know for me Rangers you, you don't pay 5 million quid for Yulmaz to be sitting on the bench yeah. so you know no. um, yeah. I would imagine Yul, Yulmaz will be given every opportunity mm-hmm. to, to be the number one left back as I said in the programme on Monday night let's not forget Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was a world class left yeah. back captain of his yeah. country in a World Cup final at left back so he knows that position inside out and what it takes so there's no doubt that the Yulmaz will have been well scouted and looked at very very closely all these stats all these numbers so I I would think that maybe if, if a decent offer comes in from from Barisets, um he could go. Off the top of my head, I don't know what ranges I've got coming through in the left back area in terms of who would play as as, as understudy uh, to you to Yuma. I'm not sure if you know uh, Daniel for somebody cut or what they could do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, can Davis move yeah. across if need be? I'm not quite sure. Um, but um, I I, I do you think the manager will change the system? go with the three we, go with the three and see you
5: go with Suter go with Suter Golston every
4: chance Peter I you know I mean, Lundson, you, you get Lundson can come back in there as well That's There's so insane. many options so there's,
5: they've got three centre backs can Davies go to a left back? No. probably not I wouldn't see him as a left yeah. back so. but I would say if you came push came to shove and you, you know what they do in Italy they like to play the centre backs at the back line if they're wanting to defend mm-hmm. in a period in the game I just think that balance here, he's got a natural left footer, which you had with Bassi, which you done a lot with mm-hmm. Bassi. And but hard to that, find, is not it? Absolutely. So he's got that natural balance here. He's got Souter, he's got Golston who can play the central one, or John can play the central one. And it gives him that balance. Yelmaz likes to bomb on. As we so it's say, on the other side. so and you yeah. get Tavion another, so he's got that balance of playing a back four or a back three, and I think that's what the manager's done well. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah. he gives you that different mix, and I think that's what he's looked at. He knows he'll need that different mix, and maybe he doesn't want to lose John Lunsterum to the back line anymore. He wants to keep him because it was John predominantly who dropped in to Straight the central to the one, you know. So and done it very well. And they're,
4: equally, they're equally they're equally
5: as comfortable, but they look yeah. equally as comfortable in both systems. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's maybe something to maybe look at.
3: Daniel's on. Stay with us, Daniel, on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, with uh, Peter Grant and Mark Guidi, and here's uh, GVB, the Rangers manager, speaking to Sky Sports Scotland about their ambitions. Champions League is where they'd love to be.
7: Uh, well, hopefully, we'll can s- sign a new player this week, but uh, you know, my focus is fully on on the Champions League, and and we all know all the benefits it comes from reaching the group stage. Just you know, the development of my players. Uh, for us as a, as a team and club and of course financially will bring us also uh, a lot of finances in, into the club so uh, we have to see where we are at that moment You know, but our first aim is to to win uh, the games we have to play in Champions League and be in the group stage and that will be in what six days time and they have
3: signed the player Gilmaz, since we had that interview who's going to be the number one goalkeeper Mark Guidi said it's going to be Alan McGregor the manager was asked
7: well, I, I will have, yeah. But uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been good to to see all the, the you know the goalkeepers uh, you know work hard. You know, Alan signing a new deal, so I'm really happy that he that he stayed with us for 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 another year. And uh, you know, Saturday we will start with uh, you know with the strongest team possible for for that moment, and also with the goalkeeper.
3: Who is that strongest team in regard to the goalkeeper, Peter? What would you say? Is it living? It's at Livingston. Does that make a difference? It's...
7: It maybe
5: because Alan's obviously had issues before with knees and hips and whatever. And obviously, on the Astroturf, yeah. you know, maybe make the manager's mind up. But Alan's a top quality goalkeeper. Obviously, you're older, it's, you're not as sharp, you know, but he's proven time and time again that he's a top quality. And listen, John McLaughlin's never let Rangers down, mm-hmm. you know. You've got Young McCrory who's got to make a decision whether he's out to play games or is he going to get that chance to be the number one at Rangers? I'm not sure at this moment in time. I don't see that. I think it's going to be between John and Alan McGregor who's going to be
3: that number one. Daniel, who's your number one?
8: Well, what Peter's just said there, for me, um, I would take I would take Alan McGregor all day long. Um, yeah. But I obviously... You know, the big man is getting... He is getting older. He is he's starting to feel it. Um, still a top drawer um, Keeper But at the same time I would use the big man For European games Because um, his European performance Was absolutely outstanding And obviously we, uh, The Champions League it's, it's making a break for us This season with Champions League To go for it um, To get so close Because we had one hand in the trophy For the Europa League final Uh it's good to get the big nights back at Ibrox again. It really is. Um, so maybe you might see. I would. I would like to think John McLaughlin, the guy he's done, as Peter said, there he's done nothing wrong. Um, when McGregor was injured, he had a twelve-game shutout. Mark, 12,
3: 12 that's
4: a good point. Yeah. Uh, so, look, you you need two quality goalkeepers, and that's what Rangers oh, have got. Oh. That's why you know Celtic went and signed um, Ben Segrist, um as well to really you know push Joe Hart. Um, but for me it's Alan McGregor and I think Alan McGregor will, will want to play this is providing he's number one I expect him to be number one on Saturday he'll want to play on Saturday he'll want his eye in ahead of Tuesday night you know I, I don't think it um, I thought it was detrimental to Rangers and to Alan McGregor the fact that they, they alternated this time last year ahead of the Malmo ties you know I think Alan McGregor would have been better if you look back at those games having games under but I know were, he was managing his body I get that but still I think on reflection they, they, you know, he it, it, it won't do that again. So, providing he is the number one, or if it's John McLaughlin, then it's a guy in possession to go into the 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 35 million pound qualifier, uh, which starts on Tuesday night. The richest game in Rangers' history. It was the richest game just three months ago. Had they won the, the Europa League, they were right into <laughs> pot one, 35 million quid guaranteed. So it's massive. The month of August, end of July it starts on Saturday. It is a massive five weeks, bigger the biggest five weeks in the club's history. Daniel, where did you watch the match? Did you go to Seville or did you watch it here? Or Sadly,
3: no. Yeah.
8: Um, we, we did watch it here um, and as I said, it was, it was something else but I just kind of thought with that game, there was just a nervousness for us. Um, yeah. And I mean, Frankfurt, you need to take your hat off to Frankfurt. I mean, yeah. I'd say that so many, to so many folks, Celtic fans and Goddy, Frankfurt's penalties, the longer they were gone, they were getting better and better mm-hmm. and better.
5: Yeah. Rangers, Rangers deserve to win the game yeah. there's no getting away from that Rangers deserve to win the game their performance deserved them to win the game and unfortunately you go to penalty kicks and it was more unfortunate it was Aaron Ramsey as well because I wouldn't have liked that to happen to anybody He always want the game to be finished in time because then it's not the onus is not put on a player you know and it was just unfortunate Aaron had come on at that particular time and he just wasn't ready and it was probably wrote in the stars for him the way things had worked out for him at Rangers you know but
3: as I say on the night Rangers couldn't have done much more Sean no um, sorry Daniel who do you think is going to go down this season or the couple of teams you think that will struggle it's a tough
8: one to call but I mean obviously um, you never know Kelly they might is it going to be too big a season for them to come straight back up again mm. to then see how much quality is, is in the league at the moment um, uh, it's a tough one to call to be honest mm. uh, I think um, you're maybe your St Mern um, <laughs> Kelly and St. Murray,
3: maybe I don't mm. know. Mark, for well, Kelly, the manager, he's first class. We all yeah. know he's a top manager. Yeah. Will he get the budget there? He needs to strengthen the team, and he knows that the team yeah. that was
4: in the championship. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 signed a, a few players, a bit of a blow. They've lost a goalkeeper, he's a top goalie. Yeah. Um he I, I think Derek will probably want to make you know, at least another couple of signs between now and the, the end of August just to you know beef up the squad and, and add a, a bit extra quality. I think probably Paul Commander you know, St Mirren Motherwell St Johnston you know maybe Ross County Livingston Mm. probably half a dozen Dundee United again is going to intrigue me Mm. how they do under Jack Jack Ross um, you know what they'll do That could could end up in the bottom three or could end up you know pushing hearts you know into the top four top five so we'll wait and see with with them And but I think there'll be probably about five clubs Paul Let's say You could you could throw a blanket over them um, at the bottom of the table, and it's just try to nick points um, here and there because they'll go and runs. Yep. You see it. We see it every season. There's half a dozen clubs in the top flight that go eight, nine, ten games without a win, yep. and it's just try to get out of that rut as quickly as possible, we'll nicking a couple of points here and there, and keeping your head above water. So Peter thinks that Celtic first,
3: Rangers second, and Hearts or Aberdeen. Yeah, I think I, I you said think that's Aberdeen,
2: right. yep. I think Aberdeen. Will Aberdeen.
5: Come. I think Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen under Jim. I think, and they've spent a few Bob. Mm. I think they've got a couple of strikers, which they, they, I think the mayor is, it depends if yep. he stays, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think he's got a goal on him. And obviously, the manager's demanding uh, of them that the team be much better than last mm. year. And he's seen them for half a season near enough. And they've I've, given him
3: money now, haven't and they? I think and they've got money in as yeah, well. Yeah, and obviously. he's got a
5: new manager yeah. to them now. Sure. So he's seen yep. the players that he's kept there. He's made a few changes. And I definitely see Aberdeen being stronger. So he's changed the dugouts. Does that make any difference? Do you know that? He's, he swapped the dugouts maybe thinks he's still a St Mirren manager then, does he? <laughs> no, he had some <laughs> success there, maybe. No, maybe that's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Some some people are like that. The sun could be coming in the wrong way. You can't <laughs> see the game. Managers are like that. you know. Some people like that and they make changes. But I think he's cute enough, Jim, and he's proven that before. He knows his players and he knows what it takes to try and win games of football. And he knows Aberdeen have got to be very, very competitive this year considering what the, the fans' expectation even this year compared to what it was last year.
3: Daniel, final question then before we go to the break. Scorelines this weekend... Livingston against Rangers what do you reckon?
8: Um, obviously uh, getting up to Livingston it's a, it's a tricky place to go to um, being on the plastic pitch but mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go 2-0 Rangers
3: and Celtic against Aberdeen
8: Oh, I hope Aberdeen uh, goes 2-1. <laughs> two, one. Two, two, one Aberdeen, yeah. hopefully. You hope That's that the
5: first time you're supporting Aberdeen, is it not, Daniel? <laughs> oh, well,
8: I, I hope you're lying about the, the, the league position uh, this,
5: this season coming. Daniel, thanks for calling. Speak Cheers, to Daniel. you soon. Cheers.
3: Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go.
3: Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Back again in 15 minutes. Rob will be here tomorrow night on the programme. Remember, we're back to the full fat, the full two hours from five. We're first on with the football, first out of the traps tonight with Peter Grant and Mark Guidi. And tomorrow night, Rob will be here with Kenny Miller and John Hartson. They know their way. They knew their way to gold, didn't they? Both of them, Peter. I'm surprised you never got them on the first night. You know, you've got us two mugs on. Oh, you know what no, I mean? top team. <laughs> and then on Friday, it's uh, Mark and myself and Simon Donnelly. So it's. Uh, a bevy of strikers this week <laughs> A bevy the bevy I'm not sure about strikers <laughs> Peter uh, some signings uh, south of the border and Tavernier is on the move but it's his brother Mark isn't it we'll give you more on that in a moment yeah, or two Marcus, Marcus um,
4: yeah. £12 million pounds from Middlesbrough to, to Bournemouth you know obviously Bournemouth um, going back up so mm. they're looking at him and Marcus Tavernier is you know Peter will know him better maybe he's, he's earned himself a really good reputation over a number of years now um, at Middlesbrough and £12 million pounds. big big transfer for you But that's what I'm saying now for anybody now
5: any transfer fee if it's above 10 million you think you're a free you know (laughs) what I mean and that's the problem you have you know and as I say he's done exceptionally well for them he plays different positions and I think like say Bournemouth and I'll need that guys that can play different positions when you're trying to fill up the squads if you're not one of the elite teams you have to bring players that can play in different areas of the pitch and Marcus can do that.
3: How about fifty-six point seven million? That's what Man United are playing for the Argentine centre back, Lisandro Martinez. It's been talked about for days from Ajax. Um, it shows you they're using some of that money. They knew that money was coming in fifty-six point seven million Somebody. mark. It just shows you the difference yeah. between you know we talk about the big two here in Glasgow, yeah. but it's just another world, isn't it? The money in England.
4: I mean, obviously, um, uh, Ten Hag know him uh, yeah. inside mm-hmm. out, and that's why But if you think a club. Size of Ajax yeah. getting more than 50 million pounds. I mean, you think of what they've produced just in the last four years or so. You know, the young and boys like yeah. going like, you know 60 60 odd million to, to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Who's it, um, who's it the boy who went to Could be UV? On,
3: on the move again as well. Similar well,
4: money, and so y- y- you look at that. Um, and as I said the other night, and, and, and Peter uh, remember, was no, Michel Dorsberg, who used to be Motherwell. And, Fairman who's got a big big role inside Ajax in terms of development of of, uh, of players but you think of a club I mean we're in Scottish football you're doing cartwheels and, mm. and giving our clubs a massive pat in the back and rightly so yeah. for a, for a, a Bassey or a Tierney or, or whatever it may be but then look at that more than 50 million quid for yeah. three of their players in the past couple of years Well if
5: you're looking at that I'm saying
4: he's not the
5: biggest mm. he's a competitor not have place to be Bassey yeah. you know so you're looking at saying, same with, he could do that and I'm not saying he's played at a big club like Rangers you know so all of a sudden you're saying going to Manchester United you're playing 30 million over 35 million more or something for him as a young man this boy I swear to God he looks like a fullback yeah. he's 5 foot ten, five foot 9 and you're going to the English Premiership which is a difficult yeah. difficult league but he's a real good competitor a real good player but as I say Prices now, it's impossible to judge what anybody's going to go for. You know, I mean,
3: as I say, if it's under 10 million, you're a free transfer. I see Celtic defender Uruhidi is on his way on loan back to Belgium to Oostend. Right. So he's way back on a year deal. Um, it just wasn't happening for him, was it? Got no, so many, and,
4: yeah. uh, again, you know, Paul, that's the kind of players that, that we're, we're talking about that are, you know, surplus to requirements. If you can, you've got to allow them to go and play football. It takes a bit off the wage bill. And there's nothing wrong when you look at a club such as Man City who Celtic mm-hmm. have, have used that system very well there to, to bring players on on loan you you look at Chelsea with guys like Sam Gallagher mm-hmm. put them out on loan yep. a number of times you know the, different things so you know it can also help doesn't it doesn't mean to say their career's finished it's a chance for them to go and press come back Maybe do something. if not they're off the wage bill and, and you might get a few quid for them
3: oh there's going to be more people going in the coming weeks yeah. 36 days 4 hours 30 minutes uh, until the window closes. Um a few things on the go in the back room. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckers set to appoint Kerry Boley to his Ranger's backroom staff. The the Welshman has confirmed his departure from City Football Group. You mentioned it two weeks ago yeah. um, he could be there just strengthening the backroom team. And we know that remember under yeah. Stephen Gerrard there were what 12 people or
4: 14 Oof. people. It was, was a yeah. cast of thousands um for Giovanni Van Bronck, he's obviously you know he's now worked with, with Roy McKay mm. He's worked with Dave Voss, um, who he brought in um, from Ajax, so he's got a good backroom yeah. staff there. But he's, he's, he's identified something that's missing, or something that can enhance the current coaching setup, just as Ange Postecoglou has 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 done with bringing in um, Harry Kew, and um, you know. He'll know him because you know, Van Bronckhorst has an involvement with City Football Group. He can pick up the 40 Pep Guardiola anytime um, that he likes. So, there's clearly been a recommendation there, and there's uh, somebody that will uh, enhance the backroom team. Peter at Celtic, uh, Idiguchi is injured. He'll miss the start of the season this weekend. I mean, we haven't
3: seen a lot of him, have yeah. we? Um, and Mikey Johnson, we mentioned it on Monday night, he's set to go on loan. Standard Liege look to be first in line. Well, I said to you, I'd be. Over a month ago,
5: probably. I'm saying, I think it's time for Mikey. He's got to go out and play. You know, it's not even use of him being in the 18 at this moment in time if he's not going to play games. He needs to sharpen his game up. So, is that a good move for him yes. to standard Liège? Yes. good I standard? Yeah. yeah. well Very good. But is they that are, are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Well, you've done Both. brilliant there. <laughs> 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 <a> cons- unconscious <laughs> comedian <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there. You know, but is it no Ronnie Daly that's managing exactly. So, you've yep. got that Celtic connection. Yep. Ronnie knows him as well as a youngster. So, all these things. And I think the big thing for Mikey for me is he's a, a lot of injury problems and I think he needs to go out and get at least six months of good football for me I'd let him say for the season if Celtic obviously don't need him at this moment in time I'd let him go and get a season of football and prove the player that he can there's no doubt he's got talent now he's got to go and do that on a consistent basis and stay fit and I know that's never easy you know you can never mark your card that you're never going to pick up injuries but hopefully the young man gets a a season without any injuries and prove that he can be a top player Idiguchi we um,
3: haven't seen he's, the, he's no. the one Japanese player who hasn't That's broken right.
4: through yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, we know about Maida we know about yeah. Kyogo we know about Hitati they're all going to be vitally important players for Celtic this season um, and you're right you know well, there, there's not a lot um, yet about Idiguchi He certainly arrived with a good reputation from what's been seen of him behind the scenes at Celtic Park they've absolutely no concerns about him at all they think he's going to be a right good player but he's, he's just been unfortunate probably just not been able to get into a rhythm and, and, and get some momentum and again like we speak speaking about with somebody like David Tumble, he's going to have to produce something really really special to get into the starting lineup. but if not good, really good asset to have on the bench but
3: Marguerite you would still say that Gucci is great quality
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, You know, you can
3: <laughs> I, I thought Peter would be in, can't in that one. I'm saying, nothing, <laughs> I'm I'm saying, exactly. I'm saying he's, he's got the Gucci watch there. Um, James Sands, what about him? Still on loan, of course. Came in January. Uh, but he says today he would be lucky to land a permanent move to Rangers. And uh, he wants more minutes this season. US International. But is he likely to get in? There's a lot of competition and he's not been mentioned.
5: Listen, football's strange. Uh, you know, the managers watch players daily, obviously. You know, they're getting coached and you'll see the improvement. But I'm sure the way the Rangers will work at it, as Celtic will do, and all clubs do, if they don't think the player's going to be up to the standard, they have to move them on, replace them with someone else. And it's great that the kids want to come out and earn a contract, but to do that, you've got to get the minutes on the pitch. And at this moment in time, when I look at it, I don't think he'll get the minutes that it's going to earn him that contract.
3: Christoph Berra, he's retired from football. Mm-hmm. We saw him playing at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great career at Hearts, didn't he? played for the Rovers there. So, Christoph Berra, what's your memories of him?
4: Yeah, he was a really good servant there uh, for Hearts, you know, a big. You know, presence at, at the back, played a number of times for Scotland as well. He was a really good guy to deal with. Was um, he? Yeah. yeah, he was. You know, an absolute gentleman. Speaks well. Yeah, he did. You know, we've seen him on the TV uh, too. So yeah, always um, uh, liked his stuff. But he had a spell down. Was it was outswitch town. Yeah, he went. I oh, was. Uh, so yeah. the, he did a, a spell down there um, as well. Then back up um, to Hearts and like I say with. Uh, rules as so, well. I, rules, rules as well. Yeah, right. Well. Had a rules. number big mix. sign-up like, for, yeah, yeah, well for well, rules. Yeah. And he did so. Um, no, really good, as I say, a really good person to, to, to deal. I w- he strikes me as a type that would be a good coach, Paul. At yeah. what level, I don't know. It would be you know, academies mm. or, or pushing more towards a, a first-team level, but yeah, very good type. The interesting thing is the timing of it. Mm. You know, I don't know if he's maybe picked
5: up an injury and he thinks, this is it, you know, because very rarely do you get through pre-season and then all of a sudden say, right, oh no, it's not for me, unless he's made that decision with the manager prior, let me see how pre-season right. goes, yeah. let me see how the cup goes point. and then see... Yeah. <laughs> enough's enough for me, my body's shutting down
3: or whatever. Do you think maybe you just saw the gulf between them and Aberdeen? last Because it's only a year ago, remember, that they beat Aberdeen in the same tournament.
5: Yeah, yeah and it's difficult Who because I, yeah. I think you, you yeah. look at your personal, and if you don't think that you're producing you know You're I mean I, I tried to retire when I was
2: 21
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mark journalistly what do you make of this Neil Doncaster today urging fans to behave properly as they head into the new football season now obviously we hope that people do behave well um, don't know if you saw that today and what you think of it the SPFL listen you know he's the chief executive yeah. of the
4: SPFL he's the you know the, the, the voice of the of the organisation, he's a head honcho, and you, you want to see him being visible, Paul. Mm. Whether you agree with what he says, or you don't agree, you know that kind of statement. I think is common sense. It's just a reminder, you know, before that the, the season kicks off, you know, we have with our, our problems. We um, we supporters up and down the country. You know, it wasn't his bad last year, but you think of the when those the missile incidents, you know, week after week for yeah. for, a, for a spell at a number of clubs. Um, so yeah, nothing wrong with Neil Don. Excuse me, Neil Doncaster um, coming out showing. Um, showing a bit of leadership yeah.
3: it happened a lot south of the border and it could happen it happened here a little bit as well and I think also coming on to the pitch as well I see there was a cinch photo call yesterday of course sponsors of the league uh, Ryland was there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Rangers not represented but I see the other captains were there it's a pity that one can't get sorted out isn't it you know
4: you're not bothered it, I, I, you, you don't it's, have it's to have I think it's illegal has, has it been it, resolved I don't well, really know it's listen, one of those ones Paul listen. to be honest with a great respect things like that bore me absolutely yeah. bore me we just want great sponsorship
3: Peter don't we and in and, and Scottish football well, just of, to help of course you, know? you do
4: you, of course you want everybody to be
5: buying into the same thing and everybody getting the benefit from it I understand it but as I say because I don't know the legalities or the reason why I, well I know, I've read the reasons why but you're hoping yeah. that had have been sorted
3: before even the deals were done in the first place here's the latest glimpse 7 Linfield 1 that's the. the latest. Well, it it's interesting. you've yeah, scored yeah.
5: a fantastic goal last week, Linfield, Linfield to, to go one, one up. What, do yeah. one up, and you, or you think to yourself, that's where we've got to be careful. And that's what I said about Sligo and Motherwell. You know what I mean? Because these guys are playing at a certain level. Bodo are still in the middle of the season, are correct? You know, they they still get playing part of their season, so it's not easy you know, to play this. And I know Linfield are playing part of the season, but if they have the same qualities they had last year, Bodo,
3: I'm not surprised by that result. And final of these headlines, Hibbs boss Ron Gordon, the chairman, the main owner, saluted Rangers today and says no club has advanced Scottish football more in recent years. Obviously, Rangers, the job they've done, Peter, in Europe for the past, what, four seasons has it's uh, has been immense.
5: Yeah, fantastic, you know, and great credit to them, you know, and at the
3: end of the day, it's nice to see
5: someone come out and appreciate what someone else does not the, the the forefront of Scottish football and we said that a lot last year when you've got Celtic you've got Rangers you've got Aberdeens or your Hibs and all that involved in Europe you've got multiple obviously at this moment in time and they get good results and we should all be delighted because on that European front and the run that Rangers had last year was phenomenal especially last year I thought last year more than any because of the results they picked up against top quality German sides you know, Bruce Dormans and whatever, but performed exceptionally well. The atmosphere they created at Ibrox on the on the television and it can only sell a Scottish game and that's why I'm delighted because probably that helped Jota and Carter Vickers and all that think, Well, this, this league's not a mugs game, you know what I mean? It's not for people to come up here and this is one of the reasons why they stay. They know it's a competitive league they're in and it's going to be competitive again this year and one we're really excited about looking forward to and hopefully all the clubs in Europe can get a run in it because
3: it's fantastic for Scottish football. Glasgow Zone, Go Radio, the football show with Michael Motors, Paul Cooney, Peter Grant and Mark Guidi. One of our colleagues has been mentioned um, in a very... Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what he said. Henrik Larsen said about one of his most difficult opponents. It was Craig Moore of Rangers. He yelled at me for 90 minutes, kicked me across the pitch and he tried everything to get inside my head. But you have to give him one thing, he never complained when he got something back himself and I got him back really hard a few times. Henrik Larson who uh, joined Celtic, what, 25 years ago, just yeah, the other day, yeah. speaking about Craig Moore.
4: Yeah, I mean, I can, I can remember the tussles, you know, I remember them well and, you know, Craig Moore loved a tackle. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. He loved just to leave a leg in. He loved yeah. a trailing leg and Back in those days, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, yeah. you could get away with it uh, back then. But yeah, good words from from Hernit Um Henrik Larson was a, a different league Peter played with him for a, yep. for, a, for a couple of months couple be, of weeks be, before <laughs> a couple of weeks but um, oh, Craig Moore was a, a ferocious uh, competitor and by the way I have to say too I think he's a first class pundit really is, enjoy listening yeah. he's knowledgeable he does his work good contacts he's very fair um, to, to, to everyone Celtic Rangers calls it uh, as he sees it and he was the first guy to give us um, some knowledge about Ange Postacoglu when I'd certainly never heard of him. I think most people uh, hadn't, but Craig said, no, he is a good guy. He knows his stuff. He's demanding. He's professional, and uh, he'll do well for Celtic. No, I agree. You know,
5: well, you talk about Henrik. Unbelievable. period he had at Celtic, for sure. You know, there's absolutely no doubt of that. I was in the dressing room for a few weeks before I left to go to Norwich. Um, and that was the one thing that stuck out in my mind. He, he trained the exact same way as he played. I keep saying that. The top players, people keep talking about the top players. What's the difference? They say they train every day as if it's their, their last. Mm you know and that's what he done and Wim was fantastic God rest him Wim was fantastic for him I remember we were playing a game and somebody would made a pass back the way and it was a sort of the winger's game you used to call it and the, the winger caught pillied the ball back and Wim said no just put it in at the front post just cross it when you're in that position sure as fate the next ball come out the player crosses the ball and Henry straight across the front post put in the very first touch because it would obviously worked them, you know. Henrik knew it was coming, mm-hmm. and I think you could see that in the way he played. He knew exactly what one wanted. I know people will go, will keep going on about Chicks' goal for Hibs yeah. in Henrik's first game. You know they keep going on about that, but obviously that was a false dawn in the respect. But people thought he was going to be what he so out to it, be. Even in training, oh, that's what I was going oh, to yeah, ask but, you. But could you but see the one thing about him as well? Exactly what you're saying there about Craig. he could put it about. You know, he, he was no shining light. You know when yeah. it came at that. You know he Who, was to put. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could put his foot, in, and that's what I'm saying. That's what it was like. You know, yeah. training was really competitive with competitive players and that's what you get at the the, the, show, the, the big clubs people are the top players are always competitive and they want to win all the time and
3: that proved it right throughout his career at Celtic you can join, the, the, yep. you can join the conversation 0808 08 17 17 700
2: the go radio football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go, go
3: great to be back with the two hour special 5 till 7 with Peter Grant and Mark Gwedy it's been a good summer for you
4: Mark yeah been really good Paul thoroughly enjoyed it looking forward to, to Saturday yeah. getting getting underway again and here on Friday night and then the, the game on Saturday but yeah it's been a good summer it's always good and it's been decent weather as well I think we've enjoyed a, a good bit of uh, weather which has been good for Glasgow in the West for, exactly
3: for Scotland it's has <laughs> yeah. yeah. and more to come Peter a special night for you just last weekend, last week you were watching your boys playing together, I think for the first time, uh, yeah.
5: professionally. Yeah, yep. first time at, at, at any level. You know, never even yeah. as kids, which is very unusual because mm. only two and a half years between them, you know, so it was very unusual. But no, it was good to see, you They're know. Clyde so, now. Yeah, yep. Clyde now, yeah. Peter, after Queen's Park last season, they got promotion, which was brilliant. And then obviously he's made a decision to go part-time and obviously he's looking to get work. He's obviously studying and wants to get a job and thinks he'll be longer retired from football and they will be playing it so he feels Could he be good in the radio? uh, He can speak (laughs) (laughs) He can speak That's one thing they look at the game completely different you know it's amazing when you're sitting with them they talk about tactics they can watch nil-nil games and think it was brilliant because tactically they think it was good I think it's just you don't realise the influence you're having when when they're growing up when you're sitting with them watching the game you think oh and you talk about tactics but it just shows you how Important it is Do you watch what you're saying
3: with your roundabout kids, <laughs> so you're hearing yourself back absolutely, yeah. absolutely fantastic, isn't it? The, the two boys playing, ah, brilliant! You know, you know, yeah. of the, Under Danny uh, Lennon, who's
4: yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, I, I remember um, young uh, Peter playing, but I remember being down, um, it was a Scotland Can kind I of get together when 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 kind of Matt Vota was in, and, yes. and, and Billy Stark and, and Mike Oliver, and uh, they were down, kind of um. Champneys Canera, kind of Birmingham. yeah Canera it was kind of that, era, a kind of get together for like a kind of d- development yep. uh, squad. And I remember watching um young Raymond did a lovely left peg. And I remember at that time there was a boy who's now Indeed, a good career at Watford, he who's Watford? Uh, could be at Watford, the your because he's been up yes. here alone uh a couple of times. But I remember big, big thing uh, with Scott McKenna, was like McKenna. Well. I remember just Irish member. Raymond just did a lovely left peg very very composed in the ball at a young pace. Age. <laughs> <laughs> he's always a better
5: footballer than me that's yeah. right but I always say I
3: was probably more competitive yeah. season is underway this week of course we know the Premier Sports Cup we've spoken about it already uh, some of the managers don't fancy it mainly the ones are out of it the Premiership <laughs> ones I mean it's true um, that's indeed to
5: start yeah. Well, I agree with the manager. I know now. you do. As I say, no, it's not did. because of that. And he, I know, he disagreed with you. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, I, and the, the reason I'm saying it is because I think it gives the opportunity to coach in that period of time. I know. I you know, because yeah. you have got two weeks and then you're into. If you want to give them a rest, what they deserve, because it's been a long, hard season. Mm. Now all of a sudden you're back in two and three, four weeks maximum. Yep. You know where we used to get six to eight weeks and then you'd sure. then you'd a training program once you come back. Mm. Now all of a sudden you're two or three weeks and you're playing a game within ten
3: days. In some situations, for some of them. So Peter Grant, in the last hour and a half, said that he thinks that Celtic are going to win the title, Rangers as runner-up. Do you think Rangers will win maybe one of the cups? Um, I think Rangers have got the quality
5: to push Celtic all the way and everything. You know, I think it'll be, as I say, the cup competition. You know, that's a one-off. Anybody can win in a cup competition. I understand that. You know, the league is the the one that the both will be going toe-to-toe with. As I say, the Celtic Rangers games look after each other. Yeah. It's the other games and I think some of the other teams have got stronger. I think Aberdeen have got stronger. I think Hearts have made good sign than Shanklin who scores goals. You know, Is he going to be back for Scotland, do you think? Well, he's got to keep scoring goals. You know, Listen, they, they play a system. Hearts play a system that suits them. They play with two up front You know, and I think when he plays that it takes a little bit of pressure. Sometimes when you play with one up front it's easier to mark but when you play with two up front You know, with his quality finishing, he's proven over the years that he's a finisher.
3: Who is going to be the top scorer then in the Scottish Premiership this season? Asking both of you So we, we know the contenders
4: But who, who? You, You'd always yeah. expect it To be a Celtic Or a, a Rangers player Because you know Naturally sure. they, they create The most chances um, and Game, last game by game Sorry Charles Reagan Cook Was uh, up there as well Wasn't he right, Ross County He's uh, gone Jackie Macus, And who'd have yeah. thought Jackie Macus would have been Exactly <laughs> uh, yeah. Right up there yeah. Um, so, so, d- so yeah you'd look at Possibly Cholak Morelos If he gets mm-hmm. if he stays and, and, and he gets fit He's staying K- isn't he Kiogo I would yeah. think so Yeah I would think so Kiogo has obviously Got to be contention Jackie Macus. You then look down the line and you think okay could somebody like Stephen Fletcher you know really emerge mm-hmm. Lon Shankland knows his way to go up here so there'll be, so there'll be one or two Have you been drinking? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you don't yeah, know No I know You I don't know, know um, Charles Regan Cook yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, know, who, sure. who'd, who'd have thought this time last year Paul if you'd asked us if we'd have said a Ross County player you'd have us out the building yeah. you know so But that's the go. difficulty
5: you know especially with the way the clubs play now the, manage, the manager usually changes his strikers or his front line Celtic do it quite a bit take the front three off put the front three on and so they're not getting the full 90 minutes you know the days of maybe somebody scoring 30, 35 goals 40 goals maybe gone because they don't spend that amount of time on the football pitch you know and, and I think that's a
4: big difference and sorry as well they've got so much more work to do absolutely. themselves you think before they would a partner they could bounce yeah. off each other yeah. they would take the graft off it now they the yeah. like striker and that's why a lot of them come up because they put so much into 60-70 minutes because they're up there on their own yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And that's, and that's, why, I think I'm say, that's yeah.
5: why I'm saying about Celtic yeah. maybe have that change more than Rangers have at this moment in time at this moment in time depending on what Rangers do in the transfer market if they go for another striker
3: who's going to be the top scorer for you this coming season if you had to give a name who would you say in Scotland well I think Celtic are going
5: to win a league so I think Kyogo because the manager seems to think that's his number one striker and I really like Jack and Marcus. I said that to you last year. I really liked him even for the start. I thought his movement was great, mm-hmm. you know. But I think Kyogo maybe get more minutes on the football pitch. And if he stays fit, his movement's terrific. And Celtic like to play the ball quickly forward, so he, he loves that. And that's his type of striker he is.
3: It's not going to be Kemar Roof, is it? Because it looks as though he's going to be on his way out. We talked about him earlier briefly, but mm-hmm. uh, you'd like to see him go to a decent club. I know Sheffield Wednesday have gone down the divisions, but it's still a big club, isn't it? And he deserves to be playing at a high level if only he could stay fit.
4: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, what happens to Kima Roof might depend on what happens with Alfredo Morelos. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in terms of sort of uh, the one, uh, the one of them need to go. Perhaps they do in terms of wages, fees. So probably Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's preference would be well if it's if it's Kima Roof, and let's really focus on getting Morelos to stay and sign a new deal. Um, so Kima Roof is a quality player, a top quality player, but it's just unfortunate that his attendance record. Uh, isn't as good as he would like it to be or the manager would like it to be and he's also a big big earner um, as well Paul but look if he wants to stay um, you want to see him do well and he's got the ability to do well he sure has Uh, Peter
3: for this weekend we'll talk about that in a moment or two what about tomorrow night you uh, had the cautionary note last week when you said listen Sligo Rovers well into the season um, the standard's good I know they're mid-table will Motherwell turn it round they could turn it round tomorrow uh, but will they do that in Sligo I think it'll be tough for them Paul
5: I think it's definitely a banana skin there's no doubt in my mind I thought that last week and I just think with the games you know Van Veen's not up to speed yet with his injury I think he's a massive player for them but I think that he, they miss him if he's not fully fit that's even if he's on the pitch I've seen him carrying a shoulder injury I'm sure last year when he played a few games and Muller was not half the side when he's at his best they've got an opportunity I don't think he's at his best yet. I don't think he's fully fit and I think I think it'll be a difficult one for them I, I think they'll struggle to get through in
3: it you worry for Motherwell uh, Van Veen signed a new contract another year there so mm. what do you think um, will they do it tomorrow
4: I hope so Paul but it's, it's a big ask um, you know uh, Sligo at, at home decent. The, the, the thing that you can kind of sort of cling to that will give Motherwell hope it is only one goal so you only need to just get that wee break you know go and get the goal and it opens it right up there's obviously no away goals in, in Europe anymore uh, too which will be uh, could course, be helpful yep. Um it's just if the Sligo's a home team what do they do they've got that one goal they, de- they defend their mother were going to come out the traps how's Graeme Alexander going to set them up or is he going to just try and contain it and then pick his moment do you think they've got a goal score go for them
5: Mark I can't think your mother won't think well he's a he's a threat yeah. that, that's my concern for them yep
4: yeah. I'll that's take my, my way for home. Yeah, that's uh, my
5: concern for them. I've not got somebody that can nick a goal out of nothing. They've not got a Doogie Arnett, uh, where they used to have, or a uh, Tommy Coins or something like that. Uh, Andy Walker's yeah. not and yeah. Brian
4: McClure's. They don't have that type yeah. of striker. Michael Higdon, when you think Absolutely, uh, Absolutely. Uh, you back Chris Humphrey, when well, you think mm. there, there was
3: times where Absolutely. They had a few, like, Absolutely. Yeah. came on and yeah. came close, yeah. maybe he could. Sneak and that's my only concern yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. You know, the they agreed.
5: could maybe dominate yep. the game and put them under a bit of pressure, but I don't think they've got that striker yet, you know, unless Van Veen is fitter. And I don't see that within that week,
3: obviously. Well, one of the headlines this week was that Morelos is back in training. He's well in training and, uh, you know, they're well on the way about a new contract. That's what the manager was saying in that interview with Sky Sports.
7: Well, I mean, it's, you know, I'm only looking, of course, for his, his physical fitness at the moment. He's been out for a long time, but working really hard to get back to the levels he uh, he has to be to to perform in, in games. And, uh, you know, of course, the other... Uh, issue is the well, Issue is, is the uh, the contract he has. He's very uh, positive about signing a new contract. You know we're 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 doing our best to uh, to get uh, Morelos sign a new contract as well. So uh, hopefully in the next coming weeks we will uh, we will sort it out. But uh, you know still the talks are going.
3: Peter, two and a half days really. It's less than three to the big kickoff. off. Livy against Rangers 12 o'clock. Uh, it's on Sky on Saturday. What do you think is going to happen? I
5: think Rangers will win the game I fancy him I agree with the earlier caller, Daniel I think it'll be 2-0 Rangers um, my concern is Morel is as I say the strikers is always a position for me they've been fully fit it's great to say there's some positive news about him in the respect that he wants to stay and sign a new contract because I said before you know but agents not that out tell him wanting to leave all the time um, and I think he's got to be fully fit and I think that's going to be difficult if he's missed the period he's had How's he going to get that fitness? He very, very rarely catch that back. up. I don't know where he is in his fitness. I don't know how much he's done with Rangers. So I'm talking blind here in the respect of that. But it'll be interesting to see Kolak and whatever, you know. And I'm looking forward to seeing him because I think he looks quite sharp. He seems to be that type of striker in the way Rangers play. So that's going to be interesting, that one. You know, but if, as you say, I was impressed with Marella's in Europe. Not so much in the domestic scene. And your old
3: team, Celtic, Mark, will obviously go through it all with you and Simon on Friday. But Celtic, undefeated six games um, pre season, including a good win over your old team, Norwich. Do we take anything from that?
5: No, because I'd have been mind you, the year last year, if it had been. At Dunfermline. At Dunfermline. Never lost a game, and then all, all of a sudden you get into the, the league season, don't win one, you know? Um, so that's, it's important for players to get their legs you know, that's what it is and get the managers to get shapes and systems around about them I think the most important thing is every single game Polish when you turn up you've got to turn up for every single game you play and that's the expectation at a Celtic and a Rangers you have to perform well every day every game and you have to go and win it and play well and that's the expectation. It's going to be both bone on both Celtic and Rangers going throughout the season. Thirty seconds remaining, Mark. This is going to be some season,
4: isn't ah, it's it? Brilliant, Paul. I really am looking forward to. You know, generally three sleeps to go. <laughs> um, as you say, can't wait to get it to get it started. And it's got the potential to be one of the best title races that we've had in a long, long time.
3: John Hartson's here tomorrow night. Kenny Miller's here. Rob McLean is here. Five until seven. Peter. Nice to see the standards Thanks a million.
4: <laughs>
6: we'll
3: see you next week. Cheers, Paul. And we'll see Cheers, you Paul. on Friday. Coming up next, after the news, it's
2: Jokel Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go!
0: go, 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 go. Service your existing car with us right now <laughs>
1: And it's worth £500 off your next car.
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.